With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's go! Let's go! Brought to you by P4P Muscle Productions and Entertainment. The number one drug-free athlete sponsorship foundation in the world. Now, I want you to grab a friend, turn the volume up a bit, lean in, and listen to the show where all the athletes want to talk. Fit Talk with Melinda Corsino. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Fit Talk with Melinda Corsino, now Melinda Spencer. I think we've all got that down pat at this point. Should probably change the intro. But tonight, uh, we have a special guest. Before we get into our special guest, as always, the show is brought to you by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you're interested in learning more about P4P Muscle and all they have to offer, check out their website, www.p4pmuscle.com, and you can use my code MELINDA. M-E-L-I-N-D-A for 15% off any of their products. Tonight, we're doing something a little different tonight. This is a different guest. Uh, We're taking a step away from bodybuilding, taking a step away from Spartan races and powerlifting and in the last couple shows and fit pregnancy shows, and we're going in a different direction tonight. The topic of tonight is active business meetings, making your passion your career. I have a special guest. It's Jason Macaluso. I got the name right this time. I'm very proud of myself, but it is spelled how it sounds. He is the Vice President of Wealth Management. He's located in Connecticut. He is a triathlete, and he has uh, found an awesome way to make his passion for triathlon, swimming, biking, running, et cetera, and merge it into his business. He also has a LinkedIn group called the Triathlete Business Network. It has close to 5,500 global members. Uh, he also has a him in uh, – Andy, right? Have a podcast yeah, series, my and they, yeah, they just recently had a Spartan founder and CEO Joe Decina. Uh, many of you should know who he is if you've listened to my podcast. You should definitely know who Joe Decina is. A uh, pretty awesome guest that was on their podcast. So I'm very happy to have Jason here today. I'm going to ask him a bunch of questions, but before we get into it, I'm going to welcome Jason and have him talk a little bit about himself. So welcome. Thanks. Well, thanks for having me. This is uh, that was a great introduction. I get. I'm glad I get to be the 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 new different guest on your show. Um, hopefully, it's uh, enjoyable for your listeners as well. Um, yeah. So, quick introduction. Uh, Vice President of Wealth Management with my own team at UBS called Boone MacLuso Partners, and um, I basically work with a select group of clients and families and, and help them achieve their financial goals. And I've been doing that for 17, going on 18 years um, since I graduated from college. And um, so that's what I do every day. That's what pays the bills. And that's what my career is focused on, is helping helping individuals and their financial needs. And uh, like you said, I've, I'm also a triathlete. Um, and that's just a passion of mine that I picked up about 10 years ago. And uh, I've learned how to build a successful 
career and lifestyle by combining both of them. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that's what you want to talk about today. That's exactly what I want to talk about because I thought it was a very cool topic. So for people listening in, uh, my ties with Jason are through my husband's brother, so my brother-in-law. Um, and I got connected just, I was sitting on the couch with my husband. I'm like, what the heck am I going to do for my next show? And he goes, this guy named Jason, he's this really cool thing. And he incorporates like these active business meetings. And I'm like, that's awesome. So I'm happy you're here. And uh, kind of just to start it off, what got you into triathlons in the first place? Because that's kind of a, a very cool and difficult thing. Yes. Yeah, so I was, um, I was a swimmer in high school, which was 25 plus years ago. And uh, I was a pretty good swimmer. Um, competed at a state level, but never, uh, never competed beyond high school. And I ran cross country and track as well. Um, and then never did anything beyond, and any, ne- never did any endurance sports beyond high school. And then um, graduated from college and got a job doing what I do now as a financial advisor. Um, very high stress um, job, especially building a practice, starting from nothing, building a practice with zero clients, doing a lot of cold calling, doing a lot of stuff that was just stressful. And um, I needed an outlet and my outlet just became um, something positive. So I just started running again. And um, as I was running, I ended up buying a bike and then did some cycling. And at the time, um, my my, my, my fiance at the time was now my wife still, thankfully. Um, she was going <laughs> to um she was going to law school at night and i really had i needed something to fill the void and and hanging out with a lot of people cycling and running this you know you have a swimming background you should um you should do triathlon because generally you know the bike run the swim is generally the hardest part of the of the of the race for people that have never done anything before and uh, I'm like, yeah, I swam. So me being naive and thinking I was as good as I was, I jumped in a pool and did half a lap and I was going to die because I wasn't in high school shape <laughs> anymore. Um, but I stuck at it and I signed up for my first race, which was a sprint triathlon. So it was a, um, it was a half mile swim. It was a 10 mile bike and it was a 5K run. And that was uh, 11 years ago. I remember that because my daughter is now 10, so it was a year before she was born. And I had no idea what I was doing and got in the water. It was an ocean swim. I had no wetsuit on. I got stung by a bunch of jellyfish. I got out of the water, ran, ran to my bike, had no idea, like never practiced going from the swim to the bike. So I had my bike shoes on, which had cleats on them and was sliding all over the pavement. Um, got on my bike, took off survived the bike, came back, got off the bike, got on the run, ran and finished. I was like, holy crap, that was awesome. <laughs> and uh, I, I've been, I've been hooked ever since. So. Yeah. So um, p- big part of my show, kind of the overall theme that I try to keep throughout is promoting a healthy lifestyle and showing people mm-hmm. different ways that you can be healthy and it doesn't specifically have to be, going to the gym every day or, you know, being a bodybuilder. And, and mm-hmm. one excuse that we always hear is I'm too busy. And I don't, yep. I personally don't believe that excuse. You're never too busy. So yep. what I find interesting about what you've done is you've incorporated something you love to do in with your business. And you obviously have a family, yep. you know, wife and a daughter. So you are very mm-hmm. busy. And, you know, what gave you the idea 
to to incorporate what you love to do into your business. Yeah, that's, it's um, so pretty pretty simple answer was when I first got into this business again. Um, the, the career field that I chose was one where you need to build this business from scratch, you know, like most businesses, but literally you walk, I had had no salary. It was hundred percent commission based with no clients. So the only way to bring in clients is either, you know, people that have money and everybody my age at the time didn't have any money and, or you have to meet people that have money. So um, the, you know, the places where you go to, to meet people with money are, is, is golf, right? So you're at a, a country club, high net worth people. You're also talking to people for four, five, six hours at a time. So you get to know them better. They get to know you because it's all about building relationships, right? So it's building relationships with people that have money. So I'm training for triathlon. So I'm getting up at 4.30 in the morning and I'm doing my training before work and, you know, and then going off to work. And then on weekends or you know, during the day or um, I'm playing golf and I'm freaking miserable because I hate, hate, hate golf. And <laughs> I apologize to any of your listeners that love golf, but I couldn't stand it. And I don't like golf I'm either. Golf... Okay, good. <laughs> so I'm on the golf course and we're on, we're on a hole and this group of cyclists rides by the golf course. And I'm like, holy crap, that's what I need to do. I need to be hanging out with those people because they're all on, three to five thousand dollar bikes they're all biking while i'm golfing during quote-unquote business hours so either they have the uh, you know they have the the Mm -hmm. business where they could get out for an hour or two so they own the business they have the time they have the passion um to your point they found the time to do it i mean these are people i want to be associated with and i want to hang out with so it kind of clicked at that moment and i remember I, you know, I said, I, I hung out with a bunch of people that I was training with and racing with, and I knew them pretty well. Like, I mean, these are people, as you know, from being a bodybuilder, you see them in nothing but spandex. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you are basically stripped down and, you know, you are pulling the kimono back and you know everything about them. Um, so you get to know them pretty well, but I wanted to, I wanted to meet more of them. And being in Connecticut, there's, I knew a lot of the, the triathletes in Connecticut. I wanted to know more. So at the time, I was and still am pretty big on social media. So I went on LinkedIn and I started my own group and I called it Triathlete Business Network. And I said, I don't know who the hell I'm going to invite to this thing or what's going to happen with it, but I'm going to start it. And I sent out like 20 invites. And all of a sudden, 20 people, you know, I don't know, 10 people joined. And then those 10 people invited 10 more people and blah, 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 you know, et cetera, et cetera. And before you know it, um, a couple of years later, it's grown to 5,500 people. Um, these are all, you know, all over the world. And then you get to know these people on, you know, through social media on LinkedIn. And then I started joining, um, joining some local triathlon groups and then you just get to know people even better. So instead of training by yourself at four thirty in the morning, which I still do, but then it's like, instead of at noon on a Friday, instead of going to play golf, you meet these people at the lake, which is 20, you know, 20 minutes from my house. And you have a group of us show up at, you know, five, 10 of us show up and we go for a swim and, you know, you don't talk business, but you get to know these people. And then as you're leaving, you know, you, you get to know them better. You get to know about their family and, you know, sure as you know, one of them is going to have a need that they need you as far as what I do as, as a financial advisor, um, or they know somebody that needs my help and it's just building relationships. Um, 
so that was really the, the, the click moment, the aha moment to go to, you know, the short answer to your question is it was on the golf course where I realized I needed to do something that I enjoyed doing. So, and hanging out with the people that I wanted to be with. Yeah, that's, uh, it's funny. Yeah, golf for me is like watching paint dry and I know it's so mm-hmm. popular. Um, but for me, it's like watching, watching paint dry. I, I just can't, um, <laughs> though exactly. I would say I am a fantastic mini golfer. But that's there you about, go. Uh, as, as far <laughs> as it goes it. for me, that's about it. So would you say, you know, that your your clients are getting to know your clients on a personal level, doing something you love has really launched your business in a positive direction? Yeah, so for a couple of reasons. Um, you know, on the business side, the focus of our client base is very specific. So our clients are, um, you know, on the younger, they're 30 to 50 years old. They're, they're earning, they're earning now. Um, they generally have families. They're generally high level executives or business owners. And all that comes with, a, you know, uh, they have a passion to, to be successful um, in their business, but then it also carries forward into um, their other passions, generally their family. And then one more being whatever sport they, or hobby. And for us, the hobby is triathlon. So these are passionate people um, that, you know, they, they get it and they, they get what it takes to, you know, to wake up early and, and get their training in and then still find time to run a successful business and then still be good family people. And, um, you know, and at the end of the day, we, we work with people that have money, right? So that's what I do. And these people generally have disposable income. Um, again, our, my sport is very expensive. Um, it actually has high, one of the highest, um, income levels of any recreational sport out there because you need thousands of dollars for a carbon bike. You need a hundred or a thousand dollars for a wetsuit registration fees for races are anywhere from a hundred to $800. There's travel expenses. There's generally you bring your family with you. It's generally a two night stay, um, you know, sneakers, et cetera, you know, a coach potentially. So there's right. definitely disposable income and that's what, what, you know, the people that we need to work with. So at the end of the day, what, what Andy and I do, Oh, no, by the way, my, you mentioned Andy at the beginning, my business partner, Andy is also a triathlete. Yes. So it makes it really cool. And going back to passion. I mean, I love what I do because I get to talk to other triathletes or endurance people or people that are passionate about something that I'm passionate about. And they become just great. It's a great relationship and they become good friends, but they've also become good clients. Um, so it's just, it's fun. You know, it's actually enjoyable. Um, and not all of our clients are triathletes, but even the non-triathlete clients totally love what we do. Um, my office has all my, all my medals, and I'm not afraid to show off what I'm doing. I'm very proud of what I do. Um, my daughter started doing triathlon. So all my clients know what we do. And it's just, it's just a neat opportunity to talk to them about something other than, you know, how the market's doing, which is what we do eventually talk about, but it's a good, it's a good icebreaker and it's a good, it's all about building relationships. So, and I come to find out some of our clients that were never triathletes have talked to me about, you know, Hey, I did this marathon five years ago. You, you inspired me to do it again, or, you know, just, I want to start, you know, what to take to do a 5k. So it's, it's almost like spreading the word, kind of like what you're doing, right? It's just telling people what you do and inspiring people by your actions versus your words. So, right. and, and, and I get to, mm-hmm. and one more thing I wanted to say about that is 
the irony of everything we do is we have no professional triathletes as clients because unfortunately these are the people that don't make the money in, in, in our sport. Um, it's not, it's not a golf or a, or a football or a baseball driven sport. It's more of the, the age grouper, the, 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 the guy like me, um, whether you're first or last, you know, you're paying the entry fees, you're doing the, the training, but, um, it's not the professionals. So it's, it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool niche. Would you say that you've seen other businesses, and I'm sure there's other businesses across the U.S. that we that we don't know of that are doing similar things, but have you seen any businesses in the area kind of taking on this trend rather than doing the traditional restaurant meetings or golf meetings, et cetera? Yeah, yeah, so, so 100%. And, you know, the great thing about this is like, is, is a lot of my relationships are now being built over social media as our clients are, are national. I mean, we have a lot of clients out in California, um, a lot of clients out of Florida, some clients overseas, but it's all done through social media. And so there's a couple interesting companies um, that are doing the same thing. So a great example is, so I, I, I race for a, a team called Mojo Racing and our main sponsor is Love the Pain which is a, mm-hmm. a small boutique triathlon endurance uh, clothing company out of, out of LA. And here's a grassroots company started by this guy, um, small little shop, but he is spreading his word through guys like me and, and their passion for, for building this network through social media. Um, there's another company called Strava, which is a, it's a, it's a place for endurance athletes. It's basically it's Facebook for endurance athletes. So mm-hmm. if I go out in the morning and do a seven-mile run, I upload it to Strava, and friends could either follow me or comment on it or like it or talk smack about it, and you could post pictures. But what's happening is now a lot of guys, some cool articles in the New York Times and, and at the L.A. Times, that a lot of, um, a lot of business meetings out in Silicon Valley now are being done on, in, in cycling, on, on bike rides. And guys are going yeah. ahead of time. Instead of looking at somebody on Facebook or LinkedIn, they're looking at their profile on Strava to see if they're an actual athlete and how fast they could mm-hmm. ride to make sure they could hang with, with some of the guys. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so uh, that's, it's, it's a pretty cool trend that, um, you know, it's different than it was 10 years ago because social media didn't exist in the form that it is now. So these little companies are popping up, and they don't need to be, you know, it's not a big retail store anymore. They could be virtual. Um, it's all done through social and 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 I like. And the last point about a company like Strava is there's a lot of a lot of money on Wall Street being thrown at these companies um, because, to your point, and what you what you do here with your with your podcast is there's an entire community out here of people that are willing to spend money um, on on being fit, right? So. Wall Street's figuring that out and they're throwing some money towards that because they want to be on that trend, especially millennials or people younger than me um, who are, you know, that's, that's where the dollars need to be thrown to. And, um, and even people, you know, in thirties, forties, fifties, the people that have the money, um, they're willing to spend it. So you're seeing a lot of money being thrown that way. A lot of acquisitions are happening. Um, but I think it's a cool trend because it's a, it's a fit trend, right? It's not a, it's not a negative yeah trend we're seeing so uh so i'm really psyched to be part of it and spartan race i mean we could talk about spartan race my last guest on 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 our cast was like you said joe decina um 
I mean, he's trying to get that thing into the Olympics. I mean, they're going to have yeah. obstacle course in the Olympics, potentially in Tokyo in a couple of years. Um, the thing is just growing and growing and growing. And there's, there's tons of money being thrown at that. So um, it's a cool trend. And I'm really, I'm really excited to be, to be knee deep in it. Yeah, it is. It's definitely a trend. And I think I did a show a while ago. Um, one of my friends, Robbie Blanchard, who owns a CrossFit gym, very close mm-hmm. to us. And we were just talking about kind of the saturation of the market as well. So you really have to be yep. able to differentiate yourself because there is, I, I can't even tell you every time I look at social media, there's another clothing company popping up, another brand of yep. protein popping up another, it's, it's like another type of race, like a Spartan race popping up. I mean, they're all over the place and a lot of them fizzle out very quickly because they just don't know how to be, you know, successfully running them. Uh, so it, it is in, definitely an interesting interesting trend for sure and yeah i think to that point yeah. you're, you're getting a lot of people that might may might not have that business background but have a really good idea or think it's easy um but you know the ones that stick around are the ones that are really shaping because they're doing something a little different and um they have their own little niche and and they realize that and um and, and so that's what's cool it's not you know, the companies like the Nikes of the world are not dominating our sport. Um, they are certainly there, but it's it's the smaller little companies that are doing it the right way. And it's more, you know, they're giving athletes what they want, very specific. The quality is getting better the cl- in the clothing, um, especially the um, – because it's, it's an entire – it's an equipment-based sport. So they're really focused on the little things that – that us as triathletes and they're willing to pay for it, right? So they see that. So if you could right. shave, you know, a couple seconds off your, off your mile pace, you're going to pay for that. So, <laughs> and they know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I need to shave a lot of seconds off my mile pace. <laughs> if I can find something that's going to do that for me, that would be fantastic. Exactly. But, uh, oh God. Uh, so let's let's talk about your podcast a little bit. I know we yep. we just said Joe Decino was on it, but what other types of guests have you had on? I know before we got on, you said you've been running it for about two years now. So you want to kind of dive into that one? Yeah. So um, it kind of the story behind that is so my business partner Andy and I are always trying to think about think about ways to differentiate ourselves, right? I mean, we're there are literally a hundred thousand other advisors in the United States that are licensed to do what we do. And what's going to differentiate Andy and I from, you know, my neighbor that does the same thing. And in this world of instant access, right. I mean, I could pull up my phone right now and tell you exactly what the markets are doing um, overseas right now. People don't want to be, you know, they can get their information quicker than I could give it to them. So Andy and I were trying to think of a way of how we could get ourselves out there in in front of people, just like we're doing more triathletes and getting involved more, but giving them something of value. So we basically, we looked at all the the hottest trends or what we thought were trends happening. And at the time, two years ago, and continues to today, podcasts were just, just taking off. Um, As you know, um, it's very cost effective it's very easy to do um as i like to say and no offense to you any idiot with a microphone could do it so i am your no idiot, no idiot, it is. example Seriously. i never hosted anything um, before <laughs> <laughs> it's right. easy so what, what andy and i were good at doing 
and still are, is talking to people. So we would leave meetings with people, and we're like, holy crap, that was an awesome conversation. If we recorded that, people would actually listen to that. So that's when the light bulb clicked, and we said, what if we started a podcast where it had nothing to do with what we do for a living, it was not financial related, because, again, that information gets gets it's, it's toast after five minutes. What if we gave people clients and people on our network uh, access to some of the people that we get to talk to every day, some of these awesome people. And, and so we came up with this, with this, the, the name is called Un- conversations with unconventional thinkers and doers. And these are people like we talked about before that have taken an idea that's not really new and just blown out the box. And they are so far outside the box. It's not even funny. So um, we just started, just started cold calling people that that I knew of. And um, we lined up our first four guests pretty quickly. Um, one guy uh, is a restaurateur in New Haven who his entire restaurant is based on cheese. And um, our second guy was um, this guy, Chris Zane, that owns a, a, a little retail bike shop that we've all bought our bikes from here in town. But he has this global brand that nobody knows that is out there. And, but it's just like these behind the scenes global brand of retail bike sales. Um, and um, he's written a book. And then our third guest was um, a, um, a Rhodes Scholar, who very smart guy that actually, when he graduated from Dartmouth, decided to go train with the Shaolin monks for two years and then fight in an MMA fight. And, um, and then our fourth guest right away was, was a, a tattoo artist that had his own reality show and uh, known throughout the world, Joe Capabianco. So it was these, all these cool people that were all totally different and they're all different from each other. And this kind of just, just kind of, kind of, you know, snowballed on itself where it got a little bit of traction. We started reaching out to some more people. Um, we got one of the guys from million dollar listing New York, which is an Emmy nominated show on Bravo and reality show. And, um, we got a guy that started a chain of restaurants and, and then, um, the last guest I was actually, I was on LinkedIn and someone I was connected to on LinkedIn connected, you know, to, to Joe Decina, who's the CEO of Spartan race. And I only know Spartan through, through you and Todd and, and Scotty and all those guys. And, um, so I didn't know who the CEO was. And I'm like, holy crap, this guy runs Spartan. This, this guy started it and owns it. And he's a, he's an Ivy league grad. He's a wall street guy. And he just decided one day to start Spartan race. And so I just, I literally cold called him off LinkedIn and he's like, yeah, I'll do it. And I'm like, okay, cool. So, um, he had no idea who I was, but that's kind of how uh, I've, I've, I've succeeded in life is just, he's going to say one of two things, yes or no. And he said, right. yes. And, um, we set the whole thing up and he was going to go to, we, we set it up to, to be done in New York city. And so our office is in Connecticut. So it was an hour and a half into New York city. And I had no idea if he was even going to show up who he was, <laughs> nothing about him, did all this, inform- did all this due diligence on him. Um, I'm like, if this guy shows, it's going to be a great guest. And, um, he walks in and he's like, so why am I here again? <laughs> and I'm like, cause you promised me my podcast. And he's like, that's right. He's like, this is, this is gonna be awesome. And he just, he was such an awesome guest. He was our last, the, our most recent guest. And, um, all this can be found on our website. Um, and, um, 
he was just great. He just talked about himself. And it's cool because we've had eight or nine guests so far, and everyone's completely different from the other one, and everybody can relate to him. Like, everybody loves a tattoo guy. And then everybody knows who Ryan Sirhan is that watches Million Dollar List thing. And now all my, mm-hmm. you know, all our endurance athletes and friends, when I told them I got Joe Decina, like, oh, my God, how'd you get him? So, you know, I'm sending them selfies of me and Joe. And it was just <laughs> like, it's it's fun. It's so fun. And I think, Melinda, it goes back to you and I talking about your show. It's like it, you don't know what's going to come out of it. And if nothing ever right. comes out of it, then just the fact that I got to, to meet all these cool people and then and then right. – and then, and then give, then show their, you know, give their information, just tell their story to other people. That's good enough for me. Right. But you know, yeah. stuff has come out of it from a business potential as well. So anything like that is is just been has just been gravy. So, um, yeah. and in my industry, because it's so, you know, buttoned up, boring. Um, Andy and I try and differentiate ourselves any way we can, and this has been a huge differentiator with um with new clients and just building our network that much that much further because in the flip end the flip end we have all these people promote us you know they're promoting our show um that you know their their spot on our show which gives us more attention out there and, and more um more exposure and it's, it's been nothing but positive there's nothing negative that's come out of it so it's been no, great. my one thing that i try to live by is not to say no to an opportunity. So, yep. you know, the the worst thing that, that happens is something doesn't work out, but at least you tried and something awesome yeah. can come out of it. You never know what's going to happen. So, you know, just with me doing this podcast, like, like you said, and I didn't take any offense, any idiot can do it. But when I got approached <laughs> with it, it was like, well, why the hell not? If no one listens, okay. If people yeah, listen, fantastic. Great. It's not my job. Right. You know, I'm, I'm just doing right. it to try to get things out there and, and it's and it's been yep. very cool. So it's like, you know, why not? And to speak on the Spartan yeah. race, just for one second before we kind of wrap things up here, Scott and I did another race recently. We do try to, to bounce around and, and try other uh you know, other races out just for fun yep. that aren't that aren't Spartan specific and uh we've had a fun doing some of them, but the most recent one we did, and I'm not even gonna bring the name of the race up, but I'm I'm telling <laughs> you the entire time we were racing we were like this mm-hmm. is absolutely terribly run. It's yeah. dangerous. It's just, and we're yep. sitting there. It's like, people are like, this is awesome. We're like, have you done a Spartan race? Like it was just the, the difference of the, just the attention to detail and, and a bunch of things. And we're just sitting there like, why aren't we at a Spartan race right now? So, you know, Joe has done an excellent job uh, because he kind of launched you know, obstacle course racing. He was really one of the first, and they're still one of the I mean, the most successful, and uh, continue to be. So he's clearly doing everything right here. Uh, yeah, it's funny. One of the last questions we talked about um, at the end of our podcast was, you know, what makes you guys different than the others? And he joked, he's like, "There's others. Who, who, I don't know who you're yeah. talking about." And he goes, "It's because we're the best." Yeah. And he goes, "And they every are. employee I have." Every person that works for my company knows we're the best. And I was like, there you go. And to your point, you know, in your eyes they are because that's how it comes across, right? And, right. and they, so they deliver. So uh, that's cool. They do. They definitely do. Well, as we're wrapping things up here, uh, is there anything that we didn't touch on that you wanted to get out that I didn't ask you? I mean, I'm sure there's lots, but any, any strong points that I didn't touch on here? 
I just, um, I think it was a, first of all, we talked about this, 30 minutes goes by so fast. Um, it does. It, so there's <laughs> so much more to talk about that I don't want to go down any rabbit holes. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 first of all, I truly appreciate you asking me on this. I think it's cool that you have me on as someone that's been a little different than your other guests, and hopefully you uh, you continue that trend. And um, I think, you know, the whole point of you getting me on here was just to, to to let people know that you could just find a passion for what you do and, and it spills over into uh, into your everyday life or your existing life. And um, I just think be passionate about what you do and, and keep doing it and, and have fun doing it. Life's too short. <laughs> right. And at the end of the day, I mean, our jobs are our jobs, but I think, I think the goal for a lot of people is to be able to go into work every day and not hate what you're doing. And I think yep. a lot of people kind of live that lifestyle. It's monotonous. You're going in every day, you're doing the same thing over and over again. You're not truly passionate about it. And to be able to, to mix something you are passionate about with your job and to kind of make things more enjoyable for yourself and your customers, it's, you know, it's awesome. It's not just great for your business, but it's great for your mental health. It's great for, you know, your just yeah. overall lifestyle. So, hundred percent agree. We got that point out there. So it was awesome. So thank you for coming on and My pleasure. Uh, definitely looking to possibly doing a follow-up show down the road. Check up yeah. shows as we like to call them, but I would love to do it. So awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on and taking time out of your busy day and uh, we'll catch up soon. My pleasure. Thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.